Hello, dear star shines. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I made it here finally. Sorry, I was a, a little bit late hopping on today. Um, welcome everybody to the lunchtime chats for um, for those of you who are new. My name is Christina and I am a uh, acceleration expert. And we are here to talk about those topics and issues that are significant for us star seeds, way showers, and new paradigm visionaries. We have abilities, capacities that are not embraced by our larger human family. And therefore, we have very unique perspectives to the current events that are going on and the daily challenges that we all face. And I am here to give, to the best of my ability, a liberated perspective to these pieces, to these challenges, um, and help us with these perceptions so we can move forward into the new paradigm with sovereignty, with freedom, with personal liberation. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, I'll give everybody a second to get on board. Um, I was a little late getting here, so uh, it will take a minute for people to get the notice and to hop on. I know your guys' time, energy, and attention is precious, precious, precious. And I really do um, feel so much gratitude for you guys who participate live and and those of you who listen to the recording of course but especially the live participation because you guys help me um you know um be in the focus be in the field and say what it is that needs said and bring forward what it is that um, needs to bring fo be brought forward so we can walk this walk with uh, more grace more dignity with more passion compassion so um thank you thank you thank you guys for being here so consistently every week um, there's a lot going on. There is a, um, an eclipse today and there's some, uh, it's an interesting eclipse. Some people call it a hybrid eclipse. And this is what Ray Ellen, our resident astrologer at Life Body Academy calls it. And then there's some people are calling this a black moon eclipse. I'm going to go into why it's considered a black moon, um, potentially. And then, um, and then I also want to talk about Pluto and the role of Pluto in our lives. Um, and the role of the moon in our consciousness unfoldment, because that too has also been up lately, especially in some conversations that I had just yesterday. So uh, let me first address the moon, okay? Because I get a lot of questions about the moon, especially um, in uh, last year, year before, because we were working a lot with the ant people and there was the whole idea that um, I still work with the ant people, but you know, that's a, I'm not bringing it forward vocally. Though you know, it doesn't need to be in this way. Um, and there was a lot of controversy around the statement that our moon is a um, hyperdimensional construct. It's like a, you maybe can call it a ship of some sort. And uh, and that really um, rubbed some traditional-minded folks um, not so well. You know, it didn't really rub them in a good way. And that's because um, there's a understanding, a teaching, a perspective, a relationship that the moon is sacred, and um, and that it is uh, it has a um, a beloved connection with us, and and I'm not saying that's not true, but I really want to talk about you know just because something is a construct doesn't mean that it doesn't have sacredness, just because something was made by a man or an ET or a being interdimensionally or an ant person or whatever does not mean their creation is not sacred. Okay. Um, 
Yes, I'll, I'll get to that about Pluto. I definitely want to dive into the Pluto energy because that's that's big time right now, right? <laughs> um, integrity, I would say, is the tool to navigate the Plutonian energies for sure. Um, dear Maroslav is saying um, Pluto is all about integrity, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Pluto, integrity is the way to navigate the underworlds, uh, navigate the energies of Pluto. Um, for me, Pluto has a lot to do with death, dying, underworlds, um, also occult mastery. So it has a little bit of um, overlap with Jupiter. Anyway, let me finish going on to the moon piece because this is this is important because there are folks who are woke to these other narratives about the moon being construct, about it being hijacked and all this stuff, which is true. But also this is only a few layers within the many layers of what the moon offers our consciousness on this planet. Okay, so there's a story, an ancient story, that a Palladian by the name of Diana, yes, the same goddess Diana that's in our pantheon of Greek mythology, that um, she brought the moon to this planet to help stabilize the consciousness after a great cataclysm. Um, there was a major catastrophe and life the, the collective fields of consciousness and the earth herself became unstable and the moon was brought in to help stabilize her. Okay. Um, and this goes back to the destruction of Meldek during those times. So we're talking many, many, many hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years ago. It really depends on what perspective of time you're looking at. Because depending on what dimensional layer your, your perception is on, um, that's, that's going to give you a different timeline. And this is why intuitive guidance um, from different councils, galactic councils or whatnot, this is why the timing is always not on because their perception of time is very different than our perception of time. And this very fact was proven to us by Einstein with this theory of relativity. Okay, so time is relative. So, so um, this is not a new thought. I'm just reminding you guys that this is why time, there's so much discrepancies when we talk about time. It's because there's many beings looking at time in a very, through very different lenses and they all have different relationships to it. Now us in this 3D realm also have different relationships to time. So even in our realm, it's not consistent, even though we think it is, but it's not, it's not. For example, our planet spin has sped up. It's speeding up more and more every year. Therefore, the, the um, atomic clocks, which were considered the most solid timekeeping method known to man, are now off. Why are they off? Because the days are shorter. Okay. The, 20, the day is no longer a 24-hour experience. It, they're, they're, they're getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And that means nature is in a different time rhythm than our clocks and that gap is just going to get bigger 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 so we're going to get divorced more and more and more from nature depending on what kind of method of time we operate by i operate in spirit time most of the time of course i have appointments and meetings and all this stuff but i'm set i set my life up in such a way where when i need to be at places at certain times it's all in a rhythm it's all in a flow and of course if i'm out of rhythm out of out of flow for some reason my trusty calendar will give me a little buzz <laughs> to remind me that i need to be somewhere that people are expecting to meet with me and spirit time is really the time where we are free because we only things only happen when we are 
in the energy when the energy is right we only strike when the iron is hot we don't strike because it's two o'clock and this is the time i'm supposed to strike that is an artificial mechanism that guides our actions when we're in spirit time only when it's the right time is it the right time to do something or create something or to birth something okay so this eclipse is coming on there is a right time that is um, a setup of energies, nesting doll of energies, which means there's going to be times when the iron is hot for us to strike. So um, the moon, let me get back to the moon. So there is that story of Diana, Pleiadian Diana bringing the moon, towing the moon into our reality. And then there's other narratives that um, part of our moon was hijacked and is half of it exists in the phantom realm and the other half is in our realm. And then there's even more information about the moon through our disclosure movement and the different folks um, that have stories there where there are bases in the moon. There are um, ancient structures on the dark side of the moon. There are ETs that infiltrate our consciousness in the moon. We have subconscious chains that shackle and enslave our consciousness that are anchored in the moon. There are, um, there are very specific subconscious infiltration programs that lock down our consciousness that are held in the moon okay those are also narratives associated with the moon and i can say all of this is true it's all of the above it's all of the above but still there is a sacredness to the moon these lower frequencies think about the moon as our just like as a hyperdimensional being like our planet our planet has many many realms within her many many realms on her crust and many, many realms within, under the crust. There's cities of light under the crust. There are um, interdimensional stargates, portals, um, oceans, rivers. You know, there's a whole underground ecosystem under the, the, in the subterranean aspects of this planet. She is a hyperdimensional being. There's many, many realities that are existing here. And when you keep going all the way to the core, the very, very core of the earth, you eventually reach the frequencies of the cosmic mother herself. That's cosmic consciousness that you get from reaching the very center of the Pachamama. So we need to expand our thinking a bit on, on what hyperdimensionality means. And that just because something is, you know, this size doesn't mean there can't be an entire galaxy right there. Right. Just because something is in this 3D realm doesn't mean that it has a connection to something on the other side of the cosmos. Just because you are in this bio suit doesn't mean that your thoughts and um, concepts and interactions aren't influenced by stars that are millions of light years away. Okay, we are all intricately connected. So when we talk about the moon and the infiltrations of the moon, we're talking about layers within the bigger interdimensional perspective, I'm sorry, hyperdimensional existence of the moon. There are much higher dimensional frequencies of the moon that are in, uh, are uninfiltratable. Okay. These are frequencies within the moon that is the moon that cannot be spliced, hijacked, infiltrated, you know, so there is still a sacred frequency that the moon can bring and holds for us within our spirit cycles. So 
this is one of those things that I talk about when um, when you go into belief systems, things that lock us down to right or wrong. When you're able to look at it and accept all of it as being so, then it's like you'll notice your body opens up and maybe some confusion that you once had goes away. Maybe some angst that you once had in relationship to something now is relaxed. Okay. So when we're going into these um, mythologies and stories, they're all very helpful to know about. But then once we know about them, it's up to us to find right relationship with it. How now that we said yes to understanding the story, digesting the story, how do we become in right relationship to it where we are still free? It doesn't hijack us. It doesn't lie one side of the argument or the other. Some might consider that a cop out, but it's not. It's acknowledging that everything can be valid. Everything is possible. And if you can really focus on the parts that are hijacked and still have the sacred aspects in your awareness at the same time, now you have the key on how to decode these aspects of you that have been hijacked with those programs. Okay. So it's really worth our time to explore where we're at with these things and this 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 um eclipse is the perfect time for it because pluto is involved okay now all of spirit time is all about cycles 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 you have short cycles you have long cycles you have cycles that are 24 hours you have cycles that are three days you have cycles that are 30 days you have cycles that are uh 365 days you have cycles that are 12 years 340 years a hundred thousand years a million years 100 billion years there's lots of cycles within cycles within cycles within cycles that's what this that that is what holds this reality together is all these cycles working simultaneously together okay and this is some of the 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 reason why i love 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 the work of barbara hanclaw when she talked about the mayan code because she's talking about the calendar and how all these cycles work together it's not that now that one one influence one cycle has started now that's our only influence no 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 there's all these cycles that get going they go 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 and then a new cycle is introduced and it's added to the already existing cycles that is how our consciousness gets grows and expands it's not okay i'm done with that now i'm in this it's like no 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 it's this and that how do we find harmony with this together oh i'm having a light bulb moment here oh man okay this is in, in, in regards to a personal thing but um yes 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 it's not jumping from one to the other the one the previous still exists while you are going into the other and it's now where is it how do you find that harmony where they both exist it's kind of like loving multiple people at one time it's not like your one is a, your love is a singular focus you can love somebody you can love like if you have lots of kids right if you have multiple kids you love your kids sure the love is different between the kids because of personality and frequencies and all that but it's not that because you love one you don't have enough love for another the same thing with with family and friends okay the more Oh, I'm seeing, yeah, you know, it's like the more people in our lives that we truly love there there are, the more free we become. So just because things shift in relationship to the social standard of things doesn't mean 
that we have to now cut anybody off from anything. We can love multiple things at one time. We can appreciate multiple perspectives at one time. And when we're able to see all these perspectives at one time, that's what liberates our consciousness. That's what liberates our awareness. This is one of the many reasons why you have elder councils, because the more perspectives you have, the more complete picture you have. This is why a lot of the star people that come to us, I'm moving my hand. Sorry, I got blurry. This is why, there we go. Um, this is why um, a lot of the galactic councils, star, star councils, the reason why they're showing up in council, because the more perspectives we have of a particular data set of a particular reality, the more complete picture we have of that reality. Okay. <clears throat> so this good, bad, right, or wrong is a grid. It's a, it's a polarity grid that's overlaid our our natural flow of consciousness and it locks us into perspectives and it shuts down our awareness. It shuts down our ability to expand our consciousness, this, this grid. It's highly polarized. It's really, really polarized right now because the, the forces that be want us ex um, um, distracted as much as possible. But Pluto's on the scene. So there's, there, there's only so far they can go with that. They only go as far as what we are willing to collude. And that's a big piece. It's what we are willing to collude. How do we collude? I'm going to get to that. Okay. So I talked about the moon and the different layers of the moon. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. There are aspects of the moon that are really worth um, maintaining an integral relationship with. And of course, you can use those perspectives to decouple, unhook yourself from the control systems, to unplug yourself from the different control systems that the other hijacked aspects have, right? So Pluto, this eclipse is exactly conjunct Pluto. It's a combust degree, which means it's with, it's less than one degree apart. I don't know if you guys realize this about astrology, but there's orbs. So say you have a, a, a celestial body that's at 29 degrees, or let's use better, that's at 20 degrees. Um, if you have an aspect that's within five to 10 degrees of that number, it's considered aspected. So if you have a 20 degrees sun and a 28 degrees Mars, that's considered aspected, okay? Whether it be trine or square or whatever. But when you have planets that have a very tiny, tiny orb degree, um, this is um, where the term combust comes in. And when it's less than one degree separate from each other, which is a really powerful focused punch, that's, that's what's happening right now with our Pluto moon square. So we know something's coming, though we can't see it. We know to prepare for something, though we don't know exactly what it is we're preparing for. Okay. Pluto for me is the underworld, but it's also death transformation. Um, as um, Maroslav pointed out, um, integrity is an important factor within working with Mars. And that's because for me, that's because of the death frequency. When you bring death into the scenario, it snaps us out of our BS very quickly. All of a sudden, we are focused only on what's important, and everything else falls to the wayside. 
this is why humanity, the best aspect of humanity comes out in a crisis, after a disaster, after a catastrophe. The most beautiful aspects of humanity come out because we're woken up out of the programs, out of the BS, and death is in front of us. And therefore, it elicits absolute integrity from within us. And this is how we navigate. This is how we navigate this eclipse. Focusing on what is truly important. What is absolutely, without a doubt, the most important thing for your bandwidth to be working towards. There is no spreading yourself thin. It's what you want, focused, narrowed, hitting the bullseye. And nothing else will do. (laughs) So you'll know it. You'll know it when you hit it. Because all of a sudden, everything will just feel right. Okay? Even chaos all around you, all of a sudden, it'll just feel right. And everything will just click into alignment. You know, when we have this feeling of scatteredness, messiness, maybe some anxiety, unease feeling, when we have all this stuff going on, it's because we're, we're, we're not in integrity within ourselves. We're in the bandwidth of the games, of the dramas, of the distractions. So this eclipse is that moment to pull yourself back from all that and really get in alignment with what is your truth. What is the real truth? If you were do if you were to die tomorrow, what is the most important thing for you to focus on? And that's the quality that Pluto brings. Pluto also brings the promise of transformation. So as you aligned to the most important thing to you, to your heart, your soul, you transform, you transform yourself into a frequency, into a consciousness that is more integrous with who you are. You become more authentic, actually become more powerful too, as a manifester. That's hitting on the point that I was um, starting to get to earlier. We're going to get back to that. So the temptation of distraction is very, very, very strong. The things that satisfy our ego driver are very tempting, especially if you're someone who likes to be right. (laughs) Do you like to be right? I'd be curious to hear from you in the comments. Do you like to be right? Who doesn't like to be right, right? (laughs) But what I mean is when you um, have to be right and someone else needs to be wrong, that's where, that's where the disparage comes. So our, our ego driver needs to feel like it's the right, it's on the right path. It's right. It's correctly informed. You know, the ego driver needs all these pieces. Um, You're a worthy human. Um, You're a valid this, you're a valid that, right? All these things our ego driver needs. Pluto checks all that. Pluto checks all that big time. And one of the metaphors that I saw coming out as far as distraction goes and the programs of distractions is the um, the discussion about the kind of moon this is, the hybrid moon, the black moon, right? The um, uh, what kind of eclipse this is. And the the example that I have is 
the black moon, right? Do you guys know what a black moon is? Have you guys ever heard of that? If you have, put it, you know, put it in the comments. It's a very interesting concept that I learned from um, Janet Spiller. I don't know if you guys remember her from, oh my gosh, 30 years ago. <laughs> she had this really great book called um, New Moon Astrology. And it was all about um, pretty much the themes of the new moons and how to align your creations with the natural rhythms of the moon. And, um, and in that book, she introduced this idea of a black moon, which is one of the most powerful new moons you can place intentions with. So here's another layer of why this eclipse packs such a punch. It's not only less than one degree square from Pluto, but it's also a black moon. Now, according to um, man, human, man, man-made time, this is not a black moon. In man-made time, a black moon is when you have a new moon that happens twice in one month. That means each new moon can be in a different sign. Okay, that's man-made time. But when you go according to spiritual time, cosmic cycle time, and you're looking at the zodiac, black moon is when you have two new moons within the same sign. And that's what this new moon is. It is a second new moon in Aries. Okay, we already had the first new moon in Aries last month. And that's, you know, spring plant your seeds, everything's bursting with life, about to burst open with life and, and, and burst open with its potential, blah, 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 blah. And now we have yet another, even more potent round of that today. Okay. So it's 20, I think it was at 20, 29 degrees Aries. I might have the degree a little bit off, but it's, it's in the late twenties because there's only 30 degrees in each sign. Right. So this means that these are more mature seeds that we're planting as in ones that have a lot more seasoning to them. A lot more cult of personal cultivation to pull them from your creative nature to plant them. So depending on what kind of time you operate on is going to depend on what part of your uh, relationship to this new moon is going to be. Is it the black moon relationship? How, you know, really powerful punch on spirit time, or is it man-made time that's more accurate for you? In this case, this is just a new moon in April. That's an eclipse. So, <clears throat> The reason why I'm talking about this is because of that distraction, deflection. I'm right. You're wrong. This is my way of thinking. And that's your way of thinking. And rather than, you, you know what I mean? And there's like this connotation that one is better than the other. And what I want to invite you guys into is that you can let them both be right. Or you can just go with the what really resonates for you at the time. Because really, what you believed and thought was the truth yesterday, you are not committed to that today or even a minute from now or even a second from now. Just because you were in a frame of mind 
in the past somewhere about something in relationships to something does not mean you have to carry that forward. Like there's anything wrong with you if you just completely change your mind and attitude right then and there because you had a dawning. Okay. You really can be that free. And people might call that flaky, but no, 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 that's not it at all. That's being present with what is and letting what is inform you to what the truth is in that moment. That's powerful. That's a powerful human right there. That's a flexible, free human right there. You're not obligated to these things of the past, these structures that you bought into, these structures that you liked, that worked for you. New thought can be liberating. But unfortunately, the way we're trained, new thought oftentimes creates a crisis of faith because now we have to, you know, question everything we ever believed in our life. Which is the point of the new thought, in my opinion. Okay, so let's go back to Pluto. So Pluto, death, dying, underworlds. So there's been a lot of solar flare activity this year, as you guys know. There's been almost daily solar flares, um, plasma ejections. There was the largest gamma burst that this part of the galaxy has ever seen in millions of years that's happened this year. Okay. The entire Milky Way galaxy was impacted by this gamma burst. All of this is preparing us, is purifying us. So these veils are lifting, lifting, lifting. Humans are blind and asleep, and only a few of us really understand what's going on. And even that is a truncated understanding. Um, and then we have all these solar flares cleaning things up, passing through the more subtle layers of our, of our light body, the more subtle level, layers of our Rishi bodies and all these different multidimensional aspects of our beingness. I like to call it our snowflake aspects because <laughs> everyone is a unique sign energy signature on those levels. What I'm, I'm sensing that, you know, these solar flares and gamma bursts and other radiation waves are purifying that snowflake, this, that snowflake aspects, interdimensional snowflake aspects of us, because as these veils lift, lift and lift and lift, we have more available to us once the blinders come off. And this eclipse with Pluto in the position that it's in is a major player to us taking those blinders off. And it's not taking the blinders off going from one falsehood to another. It's waking up to the truth on a very deep level and letting go of the noise. Letting go of the distractions of what of false values that we thought were true right? So this is a very potent, potent moment for us to take hold and we need to do it because here's the thing. And I've said this many times. I'm going to say it again. This also came up in dream lab yesterday. You either pick up the mantle and own your responsibility to dream your world into being, to take the responsibility of envisioning and dreaming your world, your reality into being, or you are going to be doomed to be living out the collective nightmare. You are going to be doomed to having to deal with whatever's handed to you. Do you want that? I don't want that. 
this Pluto aspect is challenging us in a major way to focus on what is important to us, to focus on really what is the truth for you, what is the reality you want to have, and put your energy and focus into that instead of, oh my gosh, this is happening. I'm not going to have any money. Oh my gosh, this is happening. We're not going to have any food. Oh my gosh, this is happening. We're going to go to war and there's going to be a bomb. Oh my gosh, this is happening, <laughs> right? Yes, that might all be happening. But remember, we're into we're hyperdimensional reality here. If we put our bandwidth into that, whether we're for it, against it, whatever, we are putting our bandwidth into co-creating that. If we focused our bandwidth on what exactly is important to our heart, our soul, our very beingness, and put our energy into that, others will join us in that and will become that much more strong. So now we have a zone of the reality that's true to what we want. And this is the zone that the Pachamama, that the Milky Way galaxy, that the stars in the sky are colluding with us to continue to create this zone right here, what we create, what we envision, what we want, what we choose, okay? All this other stuff will implode on itself. And yes, it might mean there's a lot of suffering for the people who are locked in that prison, but that's not our responsibility right now. Our responsibility, because of this aspect, is to hold true to our vision. What is it we want? And go after it full speed. What is it that you want? Go after it full speed. Okay, no excuses, no hemming and hawing. Once you know what you want, go for it. This is also a time to really transcend those programs where aspects of the moon has been hijacked. Okay, because those those I, those aspects that have been hijacked distract us. They disempower us. They tell us all the reasons why we can't do something. It, it facilitates synchronized experiences of disempowerment, um, irrelevancy, uh, sadness. Uh, what do you call it? Um, woe is me. You know, this is an excellent time to break free out of those programs and reclaim, reclaim ourselves. One of the one of those things that it manifests as is we quite literally can't let ourselves get to know what it is that we want. Wow. Right. I know I walked that for a long time in my life. I would always say, well, I don't really need much. I don't really want much, you know, which was true. I didn't want much, but I didn't want much because I wouldn't dare let myself want something. Because then that meant that some part of my subconscious connected to those moon programs was going to work against me ever having it. You know, whether it be love, um, success, uh, recognition, health and healing, um, you know, I mean, not that I haven't had those things in my life, but I wouldn't dare really admit to myself that I wanted those things in my life. It would have to happen through happenstance, right? So that would keep those programs at bay that were actively working against me. And I still had a lot of momentum working against me. And I focused my effort, so much of my bandwidth, in maintaining peace, maintaining harmony, so I can have sanity in my life. 
that I desperately needed in order to function. So I invested lots of life force energy and nurturing into the people who were all around me so I could have those moments, glimpses of peace and tranquility, of harmony. I spent a lot of time alone. Actually, I spent a lot of time alone with my kids. We spent, I can't tell you, I mean, most of our days were, were in nature because that's where it felt happy and harmonious. That's where, you know, um, peace prevailed in, in my world. So we visited that a lot. But now we're coming into a new time. Uh, we're coming into a time where we need to step up as multidimensional sovereign beings doing our part and creating the reality we want. We have that responsibility. Me, you, your friends, your family all have that responsibility. Now, a lot of them might be lost and they have no idea what, what, what I've, I'm talking about. They have no idea that maybe, you know, that they even matter, you know, but every single one of us matters. Every single one of us are so potent, even though we may feel inadequate, we may feel impotent. We are very potent beings with the very space that we hold inside of ourselves. I went deeper into that last week. So <clears throat> whether you're a child or an adult, you matter. You're relevant. You have a place. So if you're an adult, we need to give our young ones a place. And if you're an adult and you don't know your place, you need to spend some time envisioning on what that place is. What is the truth for you? What is the truth for you? Not what other people think is the truth. What is the real truth for you? Do you want to make uh, duct tape animals? Do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It may seem really strange, but if that's something you're called to, that's bringing you happiness, that's bringing you contentment, that's bringing your creative energy into something you enjoy, that's changing the space you're holding inside. It's changing your frequency. And maybe the perfect that you're going to make an animal, someone's going to see it and they're going to be like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And now they are inspired to do something that's right for them. It ripple effects. So there's nothing wasted when you're doing what you know is right for you. What is the truth for you? There's no effort wasted in doing that. What's wasted is, you know, spending, wasting time, I don't know, uh, TV, video games, Netflix, um, wasting time being mad with politics, being frustrated with the narrative. Not that you don't keep yourself informed, right? We keep ourselves informed, but there's a way to do it without it dominating your bandwidth, right? Um, there's all sorts of games and distractions in every flavor you can imagine. So value yourself, value your time, value your focus, value your efforts, your nerves nurturing your creative energy and that will help you re redirect into what is it is that's truly important to you and, and envision how to do that start right now and that vision is going to pull the pieces together because the veils are that thin they're going to pull the pieces together exactly in the way that's needed for you to step 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 towards it So for those of you who are in fire signs, late degree fire signs, I'd say 25 
I was, let's see, yeah, 25 to 30 degree fire signs. This is an extra, extra powerful eclipse for you because this eclipse is training your sun. It's training your personal power. So fire is really, really called for right now. And that's any, that's fire in many different ways. Passion fire, compassion fire, explosion fire, transformative fire, seed fertilizing fire. It's all sorts of flavors of fire. And that's really the kind of energy that's called for. And the influence of this moon is not just one month because of its aspect to Pluto. Okay. There's one aspect. There's one that's carrying it for six months, right? That's the solar cycle. Oh, sorry. I didn't, I didn't name all the cycles that this eclipse is hitting. All right. So this eclipse is, is hitting the lunar cycle, which is 28 days. It's hitting the solar cycle, right? Which is a 364 and a quarter days, 365 and a quarter days. And then it's also hitting the Plutonian cycle, which is like 230 years. Okay. So this eclipse influence carries through the entire lunar cycle. It also carries through the solar cycle, which will be six months. And then it also carries through the Plutonian cycle, which is 115 years. Okay. Because that's when Pluto will be squared this position again. Or I'm sorry, that's when Pluto will be in opposition of this position again. And and um, six months from now, that's when the sun is going to be opposite to this position again. You, you see what I mean? So that, that's, that's why these cycles are lasting that long. Okay? Because there will be new seed planted when it's in the opposite. The other thing to keep in mind is that there is a... Um, Mars aspect to this. So Mars takes a couple years to go around. I think it takes a couple years to go around full, full circle. So that's also adding another year long cycle to this process because Mars is going to cross over the nodal points of this eclipse. So it's going to give more fire to the already fiery aspect <laughs> um, when it crosses over those nodal points. So there are cycles within cycles, within cycles, within cycles here. And this particular eclipse, because there's so many cycles involved, makes it extremely potent, potent, potent. The seeds you plant now will be reaped for many, many days, months, years to come. So that means also the powers that be are, are taking advantage of this cycle as well and believe me they have stuff that they want to plant you guys know that many of you are already seeing it in dream time and remember dream time is very 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 potent it's not just a dream you are experiencing the collective field in dream time and if you're able to bust past the field you're actually able to connect directly with your spirit and download probabilities from dream time but what a lot of people are seeing in this collective field in dream time is chaos, is the breakdown of systems. There's a really, you guys remember, this is, my old timers will know this. You guys remember Clash of the Titans? I think that was in 85 that came out. 
85, 84, something like that. Clash of the Titans. You know, so, and there was a remake later on, I think in the late, I mean, in the early 2010s, maybe. But well, here's what's really interesting about those movies. And there's other movies that talk about this too. But that particular movie showed a major tell. A major tell. Okay. One layer of the tell is that the beings of our pantheons on this planet only are strong if they have our energy venerating them. Okay. And, and that was expressed in a few different scenes in those movies. One of them by Poseidon and Zeus saying that they don't have the strength that they used to have because people don't believe anymore. Right. And then um, Diana, the, the goddess Diana, when she went, when they wanted to influence humanity, the goddess Diana was, was uh, enlisted to give her prophets and seers the dreams Prophets and seers are given dreams of information. So they're installing prophecies, so to speak, through dream time. Okay. Now, fast forward many thousands of years, because we have definitely a different relationship to deity these days. But the game is still the same. They're still influencing the collective field with, the, with what they want. They're still plant, planting seeds of their intent in the collective field to influence us so in our dreams okay yes i'm saying our dream time is is incepted but you're not without power in that why because you have your feelings in your dreams you have the rabbit holes in your dreams the rabbit holes are the moments in the dream where it is your spirit speaking directly to you unfiltered so there are a lot of people in dream time that are seeing the seated agenda in the collective. The seated agenda in the collective is massive financial breakdown. The seated agenda in collective is that there's going to be food shortages. The seated agenda in the collective is that, you know, um, there's going to be a bomb dropped likely on the United States, probably by the United States. Anyway, these, and you know, I have a very uh, unique opportunity in my life because I work with dreamers from all around the world. So I get to see the many perspectives of the dreamscape in our dream shares. Okay. So I'm saying this to you guys so you understand that dreams are very, very, very potent, rich sources of information and wisdom. Okay. But you have to track the dreams over time to really get the picture of what's being painted. Okay. I mean, I have, I have prophetic dreams, but I don't, I don't uh, take it literal. It's more of the feeling in the dream. And when the feeling in the dream, I'll meet it in the waking world. And I know that that's, that's the dream coming to fruition. That's the information, the, the, the energy coming to fruition in my waking world. And this is how I'm even, even able to have prophetic dreams. Many people do have prophetic dreams, but we kind of have this strange relationship to them. We don't quite understand what's going on. We have a very narrow idea of what's happening. 
But the fact is, the powers that be, the interdimensional empire, so to speak, have beings that give us information in our dream time. And it's not necessarily for our liberation and freedom. This information is given to us to influence us, to direct us one way or the other, to guide our decisions and our actions. That's not to say there aren't benevolent beings influencing our dreams as well, because there are. There are, you know, the dreamscape is this vast landscape where lots of activities going on, on many different levels, human and not. And this is why a lot of um, traditions that work with dream time have a very solid, strong connection to their ancestry, because their ancestors in dream time and in the afterlife are holding a space together, a clear, still space for, for you to meet. And then you can, you can orientate everything to that space. So you can see or have a healthier relationship with the dreamscape because you have a baseline. A lot of people don't have the baseline, so they're just kind of floating all over until, until you discover your baseline, which always, always, always so far in my experience has to do with ancestral healing, waking up your ancestors, enlivening them to the truth of who they are, getting them out of the spaces in between, you know, all those stuff. There's a lot of, a lot of crazy stuff that happens in the afterlife. Anyway, getting back to those movies gave those tells telling us how we are influenced in dream time by these beings and their agendas. So what, whether something happens or not depends if it gets the critical mass of energy. And what's important for us to understand is that we are not the only ones participating in creating these zones of energy. Okay. These zones, these visions, these envisionings that we have for ourselves, there are many beings contributing into the envisioning. Just like with these other agendas, there's many beings contributing into these alternate agendas. The reason why they're doing that is because they're extrapolate, they're extracting as much life force energy as possible before the great awakening happens. Okay. Which is underway right now. It's like a great tidal wave. There are millions upon millions of people on this planet who are awake to who they are on a multidimensional level. Now we're scattered all over the place. So we're maybe not strong in, 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 community numbers, but we're getting there. The internet is very helpful for us in connecting. Knowing how to meet people in dream time is very helpful in us connecting. And then of course us congregating, answering our call to congregate in certain places in the physical is also very helpful for us, which is, you know, I feel like I found that in Mexico, actually. There's, there are people that are um, very, very um, harmonic in resonance. They're unique as star seeds congregating in these physical places. So we have a lot of help with these, with these zones of our envisioning. And this is what, this is the thought I want to leave you guys with. All of nature is colluding with you. The Pachamama and the interdimensional realms within her, the inner earth people, the ant people, the um, what maybe people call Agarthans, you know, all these beings in the inner earth are also participating and supporting what we're envisioning for ourselves, our truth, our calling. Okay. 
the stars in the sky are supporting what we are envisioning for ourselves. The Milky Way galaxy herself is supporting us in what we are envisioning in ourselves. And this is shown to us by the, the, the emergence of the new star that Kuzaya found. Kuzaya is an ancient, I want to call him an ancient seer. He is a ancestral medicine seer from Africa. I believe he's 108 years old. And he, I, I shared this several chats ago, and this is from Una Ferguson, which is a, a, a Celtic medicine woman brilliant woman. I love her work. I really resonate with her. Um, so kind, so humble, sweet human. Anyway, he talked about there's a new star in the sky and that this star is the Behringer of peace, the bringer of peace. And it was called forward to our skies by our very hearts. Back during the harmonic convergence, I think it was in 86, a collective call was let out by the hearts of humanity. And that star, that Behringer of peace is the answer to that call. So peace will eventually prevail here on this planet. It's just, what does that path look like? I'm telling you right now, the more that you participate, I participate, the more that we stay in alignment with our truth and focus our efforts in our envisioning, our dreaming, it'll be as graceful as it possibly can be, okay? If we avoid and stay playing in the matrix of this polarity grid distraction game, it's going to be as painful as it needs to be, okay? So it's up to you, it's up to me, and every single one of us. No one is irrelevant here. Everybody has a role. Everybody matters, Absolutely, 100%. Everybody matters. The space you hold you, you hold inside of yourself absolutely matters. So all these beings, earthly, celestial, are supporting us in this envisioning. The reason why it feels like all these other, other beings are winning is because we are colluding with it without understanding how we're colluding with it. We are quite literally poisoning ourselves we are at war with ourselves that's that's what that that's what that is we are tricked into colluding into the game so the more angry you are the more upset you are the more appalled you are all those things that's you getting baited into participating in the game so circling back around and vision and vision and vision what is your vision what is the truth for you right now the next three days is the most potent garden for you to plant these seeds right now this is the most potent garden that you could be planting right now because like i said those cycles are multi-layered the lunar cycles the solar cycles the plutonian cycles the mars cycles all these cycles are holding the energy of the seeds you plant right now make them good plant seeds of beauty seeds of liberation happiness harmony and however you envision that to be spend 
as much time and energy feeding that vision as possible. And the more you do that, you'll be surprised how others are also wanting to join you in that. And now you guys can joyfully, harmonically create together what it is you really want. You have something really worth focusing on. You have something really worthy of your time, bandwidth, and creative energy. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you guys for being here in this conversation. I know I didn't ask a lot of questions for commenting. Um, you guys, are, you guys are probably, uh, I imagine multitasking. There's not a lot of comments this time around. Um, but if you are interested in learning how to dream the world into being, how to navigate this canopy, how to download the very encodements of the reality you want to create, I encourage you guys to check out our Dreamtime Healing Project. That is at lifebodyacademy.com. And this is where we give you trainings on how to not only manage your energy um, as an empath and get command of your energy field, but also get command of your dream time so you can do your part in the most potent way possible of dreaming this world into being. So I encourage you guys to check out that out. That's uh, lifebodyacademy.com. Uh, that's it for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mwah. I love you all. I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.